Okay, welcome everyone. This is the very first, now obviously lots of you have been to my Saturday live shows before, so this isn't my first Saturday live show. However, uh, a big fun announcement here. This is the first recording of what will be a new podcast for me called Modern Day Atheism, or it might be called The Modern Day Atheism Podcast. I don't know. I'll, I'll put a poll out and people can decide what the final title is going to be. Uh, basically, we will go out live today and then at some point in the next week, because we're still finalizing like the tech side of it all, at some point in the next week, we will uh, uh, get it out onto the podcast platform. I will put those links out there for everybody on the YouTube community pad, uh, community pad, the community tab, and Twitter, and uh, and all those places that we all interact. Um, let me. I'm going to start off before I go with any further announcements. I want to actually introduce this wonderful guest that I have with me today, and I guess I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit more. Uh, but but without further ado, hopeless so frantic. Won't you tell the people about yourself and also where they can find you on the internet? Hi everyone. Um, I mean, the social media links are below. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but. Um, I'm hopeless so frantic and uh, I am a titty model. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the uh, that's actually the legal when you go to the IRS website, you, there's a drop down and there's teacher, uh, uh, taxiderm taxidermist, teacher, titty model, uh, tax preparer. It's in that order. That was terrible. Tax preparer would not be before it would be before it. That's T.A. I feel okay. like a titty. I feel like a titty model is more legitimate job than a tax preparer. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, it definitely is. It definitely is. What it a is. Title. And actually, um, I should say I am also a titty model, but the people have not found that side of my channel yet, which is really disappointing. Uh, uh, there are at least people I know I've at least mentioned before that I technically am somewhere on Pornhub. It's just it's deep in there. And I have yet to get an email with somebody who thinks they found it. They, they were like, I haven't gotten like a single like, hey, is this you? So that's it's a little disappointing, but whatever. Um, Okay, so last couple of announcements. Uh, let me see. What did I even have? Oh, I was just going to say thank you. This was the one-year anniversary this week, so uh, that was on Wednesday. So we are past a year, and I still have no idea what this channel is or where it's going, but we will uh, we will figure that out as it goes. And uh, we passed 125,000 subscribers. I think we're at like 127,000. Here's the thing. I'm still behind Girl Defined. Girl Defined that awful monstrosity of a channel still has more subscribers than me by about 17,000. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that we can beat Girl Defined because we're better than that. Uh, Wait, and, hold on. Yeah. Wait. Okay, I'm totally out of the loop here. What is Girl Defined? So Girl Defined is a very Christian channel and it's it's girl defined ministry it's these two sisters Kristen and bethany and uh they basically tell girls and women what they should aspire to be based on oh, wait, a biblical wait. standard are they um are they the ones that are like how to do your makeup like a christian yeah yeah how to how to oh. wear makeup in an in a god honoring way is the name of yeah. that video yeah <laughs> yeah they um 
they're kind of a nightmare. So uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, we're I want to I want to beat them by my birthday, which is March fifth. So if you haven't subscribed already, hit the subscribe button. Uh, and if you and if you have subscribed, find somebody to hit the subscribe button. Um, and and those sirens in the background is actually the it's trying to convey urgency that is not. Has, <laughs> I think that's my end <laughs> oh that's okay i thought i actually was wondering i was like i can't really tell if that's my live monitor or your end but uh um, welcome to california yeah yeah now someone is asking whether or not you have a youtube channel i do um it's hopeless so frantic like all of my other social media and i also yeah. have a reddit account um not only do i have an account but i have a, a subreddit as well r slash hopeless so frantic okay. uh, beware go there at your own risk it is yeah it is a uh explicit uh and and the link <laughs> so we only on the on the actual like frame here we only have three of them but below in the links you can find twitter patreon reddit instagram and snapchat um now undoubtedly though the reason why people are here is the title uh that we are doing a q a with not just an adult entertainer but an adult entertainer who is asexual um I think I think let's break it up into two parts and let's start just start by talking about a little bit about the kind of content you make and then we'll talk more about the asexuality uh, uh, but try and give people a good picture of you and what your your daily life is like what what kind of what kind of stuff you're making okay um, well I guess I should first start off talking about the the thing that people usually are drawn to me for. <laughs> um, I'm an adult entertainer, and uh, not only do I do professional adult modeling, but I also do like um, girl next door home video kind of stuff. It's not pornographic, but it's definitely for mature audiences. Um, I describe it more as erotic, and my own personal uh, differentiation between what's erotic and porno uh, pornographic is erotic material is just meant to um, inspire sexuality versus pornography is um, more <laughs> I guess I should break it down like this if a porn star saw me call myself a porn star they'd say I was too vanilla <laughs> yeah yeah um, so like I'll do fun goofy things like flesh my boobs or uh, like dance around naked or just fun like oh know, I just I stuff. I just because we talked about this the other evening, I was wrong. The first thing I saw of yours wasn't uh, uh, wasn't actually the guitar playing. It was you had just finished your taxes. Yes. <laughs> and that actually made it onto a Reddit page that like a Reddit subreddit. This sounds like I'm trying to be like, I wasn't looking for sexual things, but it, it did. It made it onto some subreddit that wasn't explicitly sexual but it was like something someone saying something like she's really glad she finished her taxes and that was the first thing i saw of yours and you're like just dancing around throwing your papers all over the place naked uh uh my so see everyone uh, i do my taxes <laughs> she does she does that's that's one thing people accuse like independent adult content creators uh of actually and if you want to talk a little bit too about um being because you are an independent creator, right? You you manage yeah. yourself. You take you don't you don't give a cut to the man or anything. Except I pay a self employment tax, so whatever you consider that. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is that. 
There is that. But you're going to pay less than ever before. The tax cut is going to be absolutely wonderful, and you don't have to worry about a thing ever again. Donald Trump looks out for the titty models. Sorry, I wish. I had, I had, no, and that's, that's the, we could go on that. We could go down that route another day, but I, I will probably do it closer to tax time because it's turning out that the tax cut was a giant scam that all of these, all of these, listen, people, Amazon didn't pay taxes this year, but you did. You should be very <laughs> angry anyway. Um, yeah. So girl defined would call you, would call you a hardcore porn, porn, uh, porn actress. Uh, but that's girl defined. So it's, it is funny cause the, the two ends of the spectrum, but yeah, I think, I think you were more talking about like, uh, um, yeah, to me, like the difference between like erotica and, and pornography, I, I would say pornography usually is portraying actual people having sex, uh, yeah. and er erotica can be anywhere it's from like, like, go ahead. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, it's more like flirty. It's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I always kind of want to watch my wording with YouTube because I, I don't want to cause you any hard, hard times. But um, <laughs> oh, I but, mean, I'm positive this will be demonetized before the night's over. <laughs> yeah, um, what I do is more uh, a lot of people describe it as like girl next door. So it's like. Yeah. It's like your girlfriend sending you nudes via Snapchat versus like, you know, me being plowed by seven dudes in the asshole. Right. Which isn't all helps. of pornography for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that's my line for pornography. That's my line for Friday night. Uh, I stop at <laughs> I stop at six. But um, uh, that's uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying. Um, and so. Uh, so I, I kind of want to transition into the sexuality and then bring the two things together uh, just to let people know as far as this Q&A goes right now we're going to get through this kind of introduction and then we are going to move the Q&A over to the live chat and let people ask uh, because of how many people often attend and watch these things it looks like we have a, a quieter weekend than normal I realize that this is uh, Valentine's Day weekend so that's partially my bad but so there's still about 750 of you here now it'll probably grow up a little bit uh, but the Q&A will will we will turn that over to you uh, and we can we can uh, uh, hang out, have the community involved. Uh, we will be prioritizing super chatters. One thing I actually real quick too want to talk about um, uh, Hopeless. The reason why I was interested in reaching out to Hope is that she does animal fostering. And so uh, part of tonight will also be, as far as Super Chats go, half of all the Super Chats are actually going to go to Hopeless to help her uh, uh, take care of her pups. And the, she gets she gets sometimes animals with special needs and things. And so I, wanna, I wanted to, to contribute to that amazing cause because that is, that is what Hope does with her, uh, her titty money. And... Uh, <laughs> And and so that is uh, uh, half of tonight's super chats will also will be going over to uh, hope anyway. So now uh, uh, you identify as asexual. We're going to bring that back in and tie it into what you do for work. But just for the moment and for the audience who doesn't understand what it means for a person to be asexual, uh, would you would you mind just explaining to them? Yeah, asexuality. Um, people often confuse it with demisexuality in the first place. And demisexuality is only feeling a sexual attraction towards those who you have um, a romantic, like intimate connection with. Mm -hmm. Asexual means that 
you don't have sexual attraction at all. Um, that doesn't mean you don't experience attraction. Uh, there's still like romantic attraction. You'll, you still like want to date someone or feel like jealousy or um, want to have a relationship with people, but it, it you don't have sexual attraction towards that person. Uh, and it could happen for a multitude of reasons that I'm sure we'll get into. It can happen yeah. because, uh, well, if you think about asexuality, you have to analyze it as if you're looking at sexuality. And the thing that causes sexuality is between your brain and uh, your genitals. So <laughs> when transmitting that kind of information, literally if anything is wrong with your body or you know, psychologically, so your brain again, um, any any one of those things, if it's missed, it can kind of. I'm doing the hand whatever, motions. Yeah, so. whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People yeah. can't hear that in the in the podcast, but <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, the and um, and I think I th I like the word missed more than something wrong. Uh, if if something's missed, uh, uh, that's you're talking about those signals and those kinds of things going off. Just that sort of situation where a person might normally be attracted now and then some people are already pointing out the uh you're talking about sort of where you fall uh it, i know that there uh, asexuality is also treated as a spectrum that there is the concept of gray asexuality and people who have kind of i, I think I, and i could be wrong uh is, is demisexuality on the asexual spectrum but it isn't the most end of a spectrum or is it uh, demi or asexuality to gray asexual which is like very conditional here are the conditions under which I fall and uh, I have sexual con attraction but there are conditions which is I think what gray asexual is but my terminology recollection isn't perfect here <laughs> yeah I definitely feel like um, when you're looking at the sexuality spectrum asexuality is like the very polar end versus right. Um, like demisexuality is, is getting towards that area, I guess, same with gray sexuality, yeah. but, um, yeah, asexuality is just like the, the very butt of it, I guess, <laughs> um, versus, you know, I, I kind of view it in the same way I view politics. Like, um, there's obviously like left and right and everything in between. And then some people can be like, super red or super blue and then there's like the extremes of both yeah and i'm not trying to say that asexuality is a bad thing like no being it's just too it's some, politically but yeah yeah you're saying it's it's on it's on an end of the spectrum uh yeah, it's and it's all the same thing yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's uh yeah no i get you and you know i mean i am like i am just a straight up communist i'm not really i'm very <laughs> very liberal definitely very very blue i I don't know that there's much purple left in my political uh, affiliations. Plenty of purple in my closet, but not not much left. There's not a lot of red blending back in. Uh, but um, so then when people come to you about like, basically, have you had an issue with people not understanding how you can be asexual in an industry that kind of is about sexuality if, have you had a lot of people that are like the main thing i want to know is how many incels have been offended by your existence <laughs> but then we'll back off of the incel stuff and just talk more about the general sort of thing yeah uh, i i mean even today and i totally don't blame this person and it, 
like who you're attracted to and what you're attracted to is totally like an individual and personal thing. But I had someone mention in the comment section of Reddit today when they found out I was asexual, they weren't attracted to my content anymore because, um, you know, I guess they wanted to feel like I was like horny or something when I was making it, which isn't the case. I see. Um, so uh, people have definitely been like confused and uh, they often jump to the gun and assume my motivation for creating the content that I do is so I can monetize off of it, which isn't true. The only reason why I made a Patreon in the first place is because everyone else told me to make a Patreon. Yeah. But well, um, I, to tell you the truth, like the people who get upset about that anyway, even if it is. So. So, for example, like I am I am doing this channel here as this is my uh, my method of activism. And I get to, I get to have a platform. I get to talk about the things I want to talk about. Uh, I, I've been told it helps people, uh, and, and by, by the people that it's helping. And so I feel a great deal of, but I'm still monetizing it. Like I could demonetize the whole channel. So no one ever had to sit through an ad. However, like when it is something you're passionate about and you're excited about money unlocks the ability to do it better so this set as it is right now like listen if 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 this show if this channel weren't monetized there probably wouldn't be live shows and if if anybody remembers my first episodes poor audio quality and like just off of a black backdrop with cross lighting that made me look like i had it i mean i have a second chin but it looked way worse so the people who are offended by by like if you are a person who is body positive sex positive you're passionate about it and it's it's something you enjoy doing the fact that people get offended that you would monetize that when by the way like of adult content creators you give away a lot more free than most do like <laughs> as far as i can tell anyway um uh, so i i just don't understand like the people who are so upset uh I, the people who are so upset about it it just the idea that you would monetize it because it's not as though you owe it to them for free it is still inviting you into a it is still inviting them into a part of your life that is is you and and it's a vulnerable part of your life and i just don't i really don't understand i really don't understand why people are are such dicks about it like don't be a dick <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, kind of like how you mentioned before, um, most of the content I create is totally free on the internet for anyone to view. Uh, yeah. You don't have to be rolling in dough to see me naked. You can just yeah. literally Google my name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Or go to any of the links that we've posted below. <laughs> <laughs> Except my Twitter. My Twitter is just my shower thoughts and my, my, my dad jokes, but... <laughs> I, I, so I went to your Twitter to get the picture for the thumbnail and there was a Bowsette nude thing you did on Twitter. So there's still nudity on Twitter. I just want to, I just want to assure anyone. Yeah, I, I think that's literally the only thing that's adult on there other than things that people tag me in, of course, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's comedy. So, so um, you were. But you were saying earlier today, somebody said finding out you were asexual killed it for them because what, what did it did it kill the girl next door fantasy because it makes it like impossible? Is it I don't know. To me, it's like they were saying like, oh, before I thought I had a chance. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and maybe I mean, I, I can't really speak for them. I, I didn't really ask. I, I more or less just someone else compared it to going to Disneyland. 
<laughs> going to Disneyland and realizing that Mickey Mouse is just like some poor teenage theater student that, you know, um, yeah. and, and I, I can see that. Like they, they think it's more like, um, like an act now. Um, that's not how I view it personally, but no. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't blame them if, if it kills the vibe, if, if they're not sexually attracted to me because of me being asexual, I can't be offended about that. Like everyone's, you know, I'm, it actually makes me feel better because if they feel like I'm not genuinely enjoying my sexuality, then hopefully they don't watch porn where actors are taken advantage of and they're not enjoying their experience making that content. Right. right. I'd rather have people enjoy the authenticity and only consume porn, um, pornography or erotica that um, people are actually enjoying expressing their sexuality, which I am, but... You know? Yeah. Well, and and being asexual, ser all that means is you don't feel the urge to have sex or or right. sex or, or or sexual attraction. You don't have you're not experiencing that uh, that experience. And, and I know that's not true for all asexual people, because I know there are there are people on the spectrum, like on the grays, asexuals uh, that that it's not necessarily that they don't feel like having sex, but it's not triggered by sexual attraction. I don't know. I have a lot to learn about the whole thing. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to not, I'm just trying not to say something that sounds that is exclusive, uh, exclusionary to people who find themselves somewhere else on the spectrum. But like, just because you don't feel that level of attraction, it, first of all, uh, you're not a romantic, are you? Or, or are you, I guess? No, uh, I totally feel a romantic, uh, attraction. And I think that's why, um, a lot of the people that enjoy the content I produce don't care that I'm asexual because uh, when it comes to like girl next door type content, uh, I'm still very like interactive and personal and yeah. uh, I enjoy making friends on my platform and building relationships. And that's actually what brings me to why I started doing it in the first place. Right. Kind of. <laughs> um, right. So when I first started posting nudes on the internet, it totally like wasn't on reddit or anything i actually just had nudes that i wanted to send my ex-boyfriend which would have been a terrible idea so um a friend of mine told me that i should post it online instead and at first there was this underground facebook group which was about body positivity and yeah. if you had like a weird mole or stretch marks or a scar or something like that uh or you didn't like how your nipples looked you would post your nudes to this group and other people with similar body types would basically um, give you a sense of comfort and let you yeah. know that it's totally normal. Validate and kind you. of Yeah, validation. Yeah. That was the, the word I was looking for. Um, yeah. But that group was shut down. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post these to Reddit. Everyone keeps talking about Reddit. I didn't know what Reddit was. Right. So I'm going to share my nudes there. And uh, I didn't expect to go viral. But with, um, with like my first post, I, I blew up. And uh, there was no going back. And it was either um, disappear from the internet <laughs> because right. I was having like people from middle school contact me saying, oh my God, I think I saw you on the front page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had family that was concerned. Um, it, it, yeah, it Which, was either leave the... Oh, sorry, out, yeah. Out of, out of curiosity, was that more that you were like worried about, um, uh, worried about those people having seen that or was it more... a like a population thing, like a, like a losing the ability to just be anonymous and private. Cause 
one of those I totally understand. Uh, very few people have seen my nudes on the internet. They are out there. Y'all <laughs> haven't been looking hard enough, but they're out there. Uh, uh, a lot of seems uh, like you want us to find them. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm a little like. At this point, it kind of hurts my feelings <laughs> that no one has found them. Um, but I actually think I, I think it's probably so because it, it's years ago, poor quality, and it was a person revenge porning me basically. But my face isn't really in it. Uh, I, I I think I think you catch like a little bit of chin at some point. But uh, um, I think it's just probably so low ranked on Pornhub that it's almost impossible to find anymore. But uh, is it is it is it both of those things or is it one or the other? Is it the knowing people have seen this part of you seeing the nudity or is it the losing the anonymity and, and the ability to just walk around totally an anonymous? I mean, it, it, or is it a little bit of both? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely is humiliating when you know that your family members have seen you naked. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which and, is... Uh, that's an unfortunate cultural thing. Like I, I totally get that. Cause in my mind, I'm like, well, we shouldn't be that way. We should be body positive And like, it shouldn't be a big deal. And yet, like, I know if I were to walk in on certain members of my family naked or they were to find my Pornhub thing, I know I would totally shut down and just be all in my head completely. So I, I totally get what you're saying there. Uh, yeah, someone in my family that was majorly affected by it was my little brother and uh, he's 17 years old. So um, that kind of ruined our relationship. I, I try to reach uh, out to him, but he's just so, he feels so uncomfortable. So is um, that because we are on the Mr. Atheist channel, is there, is there a religious thing in there or is it just simply the being siblings? Uh, is it? Just being siblings, that okay. and like I dress very conservatively in my day-to-day -day life. I'm the one that's college educated in my family and I didn't start swearing until I turned 21 and uh, I don't drink or do any drugs. So I'm like the goody goody. Yeah. So uh, he didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so I guess I, it's really, really disappointing that um, it's ruined the relationship. I totally, or, or, or I, did you say, is that what you said that? Yeah. That it ruined the, okay. I, I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but, um, it, that's, I hope it's something like he can get past. Um, I, I, I kind of get the initial thing of like, yeah, if I came across my sister on Reddit, I wouldn't think she shouldn't be on Reddit, but it's like, how is there not some magic program in place that like makes sure <laughs> you don't see your sister's nudes? Um, and, and, but then on the other hand, like I know, uh, I've heard lots of stories of like actors and actresses who, uh, uh, who like they have a nude scene in a movie and their parents see the movie and they talk about like how embarrassing it is the first time, but then it like people get through it. Cause at the end of the day, somebody lied to us that we decided we had to have clothes on all the time uh, uh I, I'm try I don't remember who said it I I think I heard Hitchens quote somebody else but it was something along the lines of like the only original sin was who whoever looked on another person and told them they were naked something along those kind that that kind of way like uh so so I, I do hope like yeah that's that's sad to hear and that's disappointing that um that it did on the on the anonymity side of it um, that part I get because recently it's been a thing where I've been recognized in public places and I'm like, well, I'm never going back there ever again. 
<laughs> I am changing my gym. I'm changing my grocery store. Screw that shit. So I get I get the anonymity side a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. Did Did you want to talk any more about the uh, the the as far as like coming basically? Because it sounds like you've had multiple coming outs in your life. Uh, the asexuality, I assume that's something you've had to have that discussion with people with. Yeah. And it it's honestly, it seems like the way culture treats. So there's a lot of things that that have these like metaphorical closets, obviously the LGBTQ closet. I came out of that myself last year. Uh, the the um, I know a lot of trans people. That's a big coming out experience. And it honestly seems like with the way society treats adult entertainers, you you kind of had to come out as an adult entertainer. But it sounds like you were outed before you meant to because it took off a little faster. Do you want to talk at all about that that coming out experience and what it was sort of like talking to different people in your life? Hopefully there are some better, not better, but happier ending stories than with your brother. Um, I, I didn't really have to make a big announcement about it because I never intended on being an adult entertainer. It right. literally just happened overnight. Um, okay. So a lot of people knew I was going to get into this industry before I did. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Like people from middle school would message me and go like, oh my God, is that you? I, I saw you on Reddit. And um, I, I kept getting the question on like, well, now what? Like, do I just abandon this? I can't get rid of it. It's on the internet. It's right, there forever. Right. And I accepted right. that. Yeah. Um, but then I... I kind of had this experience where I thought about something that I had planned on going to grad school for and studying um, sexuality and media. Right. And um, one thing that I had taken away from those classes is that the the pornography industry in particular is a really, really dark industry uh, that particularly doesn't treat like women or LGBTQ people. Um, So one thing that makes pornography so dark and how it affects both, like, I don't want to say both men and women, but all people (laughs) in a circle encompasses. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It it affects everyone who consumes it because not only, you know, do especially women get like torn apart and viewed in pieces, but the people consuming that content feel a disconnect with the artists that are producing that kind of content. Yeah. Um, which is just bad for their relationships in general. So with what I aim to do, I kind of made a little mission for myself to make it so that I'm incorporating intimacy and in with sexuality. So even though that I'm not, um, I don't get horny and stuff like that, I'm producing adult content that um, has intimacy intertwined yeah. with it so sure. that people get to know me as a person versus just a body, which is better for their own sexual experiences right yeah i know i know with the and and um i'm i promise we will get to uh, opening up the q a to the audience but i actually do want to talk about this a little bit because i know like uh obviously i've i've been very uh as far as the concept of porn uh people who think it's in that you're intrinsically a bad person because you consume pornography that's ridiculous but obviously within the porn industry there's a lot that is normalized that is strange and i've i've i brought this up when i talked about when i replied to bible flock box uh freaking out about pornography but there is a lot that's normalized that's that's really bad one of the things that i think in the last few years that happened uh that 
the first time I saw it, I, I think, I mean, I'm probably the first time I saw it, I probably didn't even think about it, but the more I saw it, the more I realized how gross it was, was, um, uh, the, the casting couch videos that are like it, they're faked, but they are, they're, they're faking like something that is a huge problem in the industry, which is to get this job, you need to fuck me. Uh, and it like the casting couch, it wasn't something someone thought of that they were like, oh, you know what? This fantasy would be so great because no, it never happens. It was something that actually is real in the industry and like something that is hugely, hugely terrible. Uh, and they just normalized it very quickly and for a while in the same way that right now, if you go to like the homepage of Pornhub, everything is step sibling stuff, step sibling and step family. Like a couple of years ago, it was all casting couch. And it was like, you are fetishizing and normalizing sexual abuse. Um, I, so do you interact at all with people in the adult industry? I, I, I'm realizing I didn't bring this to a good question, but it was something that has been on my mind. I've been thinking about a lot lately. Uh, do you, do you interact with people from that industry and you hear the stories and then is it possible for people who are interested in doing that kind of, because there are people who are passionate about it to do that down the independent creator uh, uh, avenue or, or as far as the porn world goes, has it been closed off to basically like, we only want people we can abuse and that's, and that's become a, a basically an, a monopoly of abuse. I'm curious about all those things. So any one of those you can answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, um, I definitely, I'm not going to name names or anything, but, um, every year about a dozen women that are like pretty popular end up getting raped on set. Um, sorry for just dropping the big R word. <laughs> no, it's like I said, we've but, been demonetized before this began, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's certainly a huge issue in the industry and, um, especially taking advantage of girls that are so young. And since, uh, pornography is moving away from, uh, like books and magazines and shifting towards social media, it's just another avenue for women to, um, be abused and pressured into like, for example, with everyone trying to jump into this industry, I feel like a lot of, uh, particularly women are trying to one up the next. So, uh, if there's a, a video of a, a girl sticking a Coke bottle in her butthole, the next week there's going to be a girl sticking a two liter bottle of Coke in her butthole. <laughs> that right. was just a really bad example, but yeah, I understand. Um, I understand what you mean. It's, so it's always escalating, always getting, kind of right yeah kind of worse there's so yeah. much there's so much pressure and especially since um especially when you're trying to go into it for monetization versus um just enjoying sexuality there's there's going to be a lot of pressure on you to um do things that are essentially dangerous to your body just so yeah. that you're at the top right um so i i definitely steer clear of that part of the industry and um yeah it's yeah. it's really sad seeing um, a lot of really beautiful, wonderful girls um, develop like drug and alcohol addictions or continually get raped or um, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, um, it's 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 discouraging because I feel like there is like there is there is such a grouping and such a spectrum of like uh, of people who I mean, there are definitely people who who uh, it's kind of like myself, my sexuality 
Everybody take a shot because Jimmy mentions his libido. My sexuality <laughs> is such that I can do it as total, just complete function. As in, like, it doesn't. Uh, uh, I am not a demisexual. I, I, it, the, the, my emotional attraction. There are definitely people who can turn me completely off. Like they can be attractive people, and then their <laughs> words just destroy. Like Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, the first time I saw him, I was attracted to him. The first time I heard him speak, it all went away. So uh, the uh, but there are people who in that industry, certainly uh, uh, it, there is they can have that same level of function. Then there's the opposite side where it is damaging and terrible. And then there's this kind of middle area that I feel like people aren't because uh, we've talked about the extremes. You've talked about like the rape and how terrible that is. And that is terrible. All rape is terrible, including on porn sets. Uh, and then the end of the spectrum where it, it's a person who just doesn't really give a shit. But this middle area is still terrible. And I think the best way to like, the best way I can, I can try and convey what I'm thinking of here is like, we talk a lot on this channel about enthusiastic consent, that it's a, it is a person consenting to doing something they want to do, not consenting because they've been beaten down, not consenting because they feel obligated. Uh, even if a person can say as a technicality, they don't have to. Uh, and, and I feel like there is that huge middle group of people that got in for certain reasons, maybe had scenes they enjoyed, maybe had scenes they hated and now are stuck in cycles of, of non-enthusiastic, they aren't enthusiastically consenting and therefore they're not really consenting. Um, yeah, and this is ahead. actually something that I wrote a paper on and the, one of the metaphors that I use is if you saw you know, a homeless man in the middle of winter in a snowstorm and he tried selling you his coat for $20, would you, would you buy his coat off of him? Because it's benefiting him. It's giving him $20, but at the same time, he's going to freeze because it's a snowstorm. Or would you just yeah. give him $20 because he needs $20? I kind of feel that way with um, the adult industry. Uh, a lot of uh, people consent and get roped into the porn industry because of their financial need, but they're only consenting for the money. Um, yeah. And at that point, I feel like they should just be supported financially versus um, having to kind of get shoved down that rabbit hole. You socialist. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, well, and I think, I think the biggest thing is what's really, really sad to me is it sounds to me like the porn industry deserves a me too movement of its own, but it's not going to get it because people have such bad attitudes about porn and bad attitudes about sex that it's kind of like people have this, it's the exact same argument, but they don't think it's as they don't think it's unreasonable. It's just the same argument as when somebody gets abused, but they were wearing a really revealing bathing suit. And then somebody's like, well, they were wearing it. So they were asking for it. Right. Well, they're in pornography. So they're asking for it. No, absolutely not. And no one I don't think either of us are trying to make the case that like pornography is going to that if it's two people having sex on screen that maybe met that day that that must be a terrible thing that's happening there it's that it is so often a terrible thing what's happening that it deserves its own reckoning it deserves its own me too movement or something similar and i and it's it, i worry that it, it couldn't it, it in, in america especially no one would give a shit it would literally be like well they're in porn if they don't want to be if they don't want that to happen leave porn in the same way some shitty boss will say like if you don't like your job here you can go get another job things are never that simple and they're never that easy um so yeah i i 
again, I haven't ended this with a good question for you to respond to, but it's, it's, <laughs> I, it sounds to me like the porn industry, it, people need to be careful what they're supporting and what, um, uh, what they're watching, what they're supporting. And, and hopefully at some point we will have good resources to see when porn is made humanely. Is that the word I want to use when it's used? Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely. I think that's why it's also really important to financially support adult content creators versus subscribing to like some cheap, gross website that has yeah. a ton of like they might have a, a huge variety of girls. I'm sure they stole a lot of content of that, but they right. might have a bigger variety of girls. But it's more important to just support individuals versus supporting uh, conglomerates. Um, right. Right. And uh, like, for example, a model that I work with, uh, Emily Bloom. Um, yeah. I've, I've done tons of stuff with her and her website, for example, kind of mimics um, like how uh, Playboy Plus has a, a bunch of different models and then they'll have like a cyber girl of the month and stuff like that. Her website's kind of kind of like that where it's not just her. It's a bunch of models mm -hmm. that she also shoots because she's also a photographer. So there are a lot of uh, adult models trying to distinguish themselves in the industry and create platforms where everyone is super consensual about the content content that's being made. Right. Um, and I think subscribing to like a website like hers or models, Patreons and stuff is a good way to um, fight, <laughs> fight the evil parts of the industry. Right. Take down, take down like, so, so if I can make this like related to anybody who is watching this on YouTube right now, there is YouTube and then there's traditional media. And it seems to me like you could be watching CNN right now or Fox, though I don't think a lot of my viewers probably watch Fox News, but you could be watching any of these traditional media outlets and whatever conversations they're having. But you came to me and my channel and an independent creator for whatever reason got you here. And and uh, I'm sure I'm sure it was more you this time than me that brought in the audience. But <laughs> whatever the reason is, you're you're here. And that's kind of the same thing is like. And that's making that traditional media industry have to adapt and fall in some places. There are certain things that are that are losing out to because certain kinds of commentary are people want to hear from real people and not traditional media. And so, yeah, just making that sort of same case of like independent creators, actual amateur creators, not the ones that are pretending to be amateur. And there's actually a studio in their bedroom that uh, like a, <laughs> a like a, a, a production crew. Um, yeah. So it's it's. Um, I, yeah, just do, just when you're, when you, when it's time to go look for porn, think about me, <laughs> an independent creator, <laughs> go find an independent creator like myself, but in the porn, uh, in the, in the, in the industry there. Um, and I just, I'm sorry. I just wanted to toss this in. Um, just because like, you don't have to be a millionaire <laughs> to support ethical, uh, pornography or ethical yeah. erotica. Like me, for example, most of the content that I put out is 100% free. Literally, like I said, if you Google my name, you'll see probably hundreds and hundreds of things that I've done. Um, and you don't, you, I mean, just watching it yeah. uh, versus watching something that's made with abuse makes all the difference. You don't yeah. have to like necessarily subscribe to my Patreon to make a difference. You can just stop consuming content and... Um, giving people that make that kind of content revenue by like watching their ads and stuff just 
cut that right. stuff out of your life. You don't need that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the bigger the company is, just consider like how impersonal any corporation becomes. And you're talking about a corporation now that is going to be impersonal to people having sex for their profit. Like you, it's, it shouldn't be surprising that that's turned into something that can be so abusive. Again, I'm in no way telling people to like stop consuming porn, but at, at, if you are the kind of person who's thinking about like, is your food ethically sourced? Is your, are you living a life that isn't destroying the planet? It just seems like to me such a, a natural extension as a good person to go, I really do love pornography. I would like to consume ethical pornography. And and like you were saying, Hope, like for me, I I absolutely love everyone who supports on Patreon. I love everyone who, who supports in all the ways they support. But I also love the people who view because the people who view and they stick around and they watch, that increases the time that it's watched, which makes the algorithm go and show it to other people. So while while maybe you can't financially support me on Patreon, maybe somebody else can that as a result of your watching made the algorithm show it to. And so I imagine it's the same. Like the more the more people are going and looking for that and consuming it, the more Google and the algorithm, which is the closest thing to an actual God that I think exists, uh, <laughs> the more that happens. Uh, any Anything else on that topic? And then I want to start moving things over to the um, to the to the audience and what they want to talk about. I guess in a in a nutshell, I just wanted to kind of say that um, the reason why I, I decided to go into the industry after my nudes went viral and like actually stick to it. And now I've done things with Playboy Plus and Penthouse. By the way, those are companies that are primarily run by women and they have some good stuff, so don't feel uh, bad about those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also always a, a really good thing is to just kind of – a lot of models aren't, like, totally untouchable. Like, if you send them messages, or, or at least me, like, I often respond to a lot of the things that I get. Um, so if, if you ask particularly a model where you can find ethically sourced um, adult content, like, there's – I'm sure they'll tell you unless if they're really impersonal. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the reason why I got kind of roped into this is because, like I said, the porn industry is full of really, really bad material. Um, not only with like the type of material that they create, but it's just an unhealthy for everyone that consumes and creates it. Like you said, it's making money for a company, like having two people have sex to make this big conglomerate rain Rich. money. Right, right. <laughs> um, right. So what I wanted to do is the content that I create, I'm not just like some boobs on a screen often on Reddit, like they'll crop your body. Like girls, I mean, I see they're just trying to protect their identity, but they'll like crop their body. So it's just like their boobs or their ass or their vagina on a screen. Um, so, or whatever genitals they have, I mean, everyone posts there, I guess, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just like censor off things like their face where they have their eyes. So you don't, people just kind of disassociate them with being human anymore. Yeah. Um, and when you get to see someone's face and know that they went on a cross country adventure and has a dog and does animal rescue and fostering and they can play the violin and guitar and cello. And like when you get to learn more about them and kind of build that relationship, um, that sense of intimacy is really healthy and yeah, you know, 
Turkinoff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Ethical, <laughs> ethical, personalized pornography. That's what we want. <laughs> personify your your, which is such a sad thing to even have to say. Like, personify is usually something we talk about with like animals. Like, don't personify a dog. The dogs are different than humans. And so to actually have to be like, hey, people, could you start personifying? Uh, people again because these are people in the industry because you're treating them like they're not people can we go ahead and put the human back in them can we that's yeah ethical especially go ahead yeah especially when you're like watching stuff that's like you dumb bitch and then like some chick gets slapped across the face and railed like <laughs> it's yeah. um that's not realistic it's not what you're probably experiencing in the bedroom I mean, all, all the power to you if that's what you and your, your partner are into, but... Yeah, I, I was um, going to say, you know... It's unrealistic. <laughs> sometimes. It depends on the day. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> well, on Tuesday, I really like getting slapped and railed. I mean... <laughs> I, I'm not... Look, I am not... I'm... I am I am very sex positive in the concept of if it's if you and your partner are into it, do it. And I'm just saying you're not describing things I haven't consented to before. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. And there is a there is a level of you know what was interesting actually I saw recently um uh people just talking about whether or not they're faking it in the scenes or not. And it was like the overwhelming majority of like, yeah, of course. I mean, like sometimes no, but yeah, most of the time. And to me that was like I don't know. I can't watch. I can't watch anything like that where I think it's it's too fake. And I'm not trying to like virtue signal here. I'm not trying to be like, Haha, I only watch when I can tell. But I, I want I, I I agree with the thing you're asking of, because if if people restored that level of like treating the person there like they are a human, I think that's going to make healthy, make everybody healthy. But I do like to sometimes get railed and slapped around. So let me just uh, <laughs> Uh, just as far as that specifically goes and like you know if you're watching a someone fake orgasm uh, obviously if you uh have a wiener it's harder to fake that but um i guess More, yeah it it is <laughs> um but if, if you're watching someone not having uh an organic orgasm then the way you interpret porn orgasms aren't going to be like your real life experiences. Yeah. You're not going to be used to people making gross sounds. You're not going to be used to fluid going in gross places. Like, well, um, it, it just kind of de detaches you from the real experience of sex. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. That, and that's, I, I, I don't know why I'm stuck on this part, but I will tell you, uh, uh, in the past, um, all I'm saying in regards to like myself who when I orgasm I ejaculate uh I have found out no one ever checks a condom so I have faked in the past uh for the sake <laughs> of time most often or you just like kind of mentally lose it and you're just like you don't Depends want them to the you don't want them to feel bad but you're not really into it anymore and so I I definitely have like I have and no one no one ever checks the uh no one ever checks the no one ever checks the condom I see why <laughs> yeah yeah no one's ever like let me make sure 
let me make sure that actually happened. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's open it up. Like I said, so I'm gonna go back and see if we what super chats we had. We're gonna open up the Q and A to the audience. If you want me to read a question on the regular live Q and A, like you haven't sent a super chat, uh, make sure you tag at Dear Mr. Atheist so it highlights it there for me uh, as we go through. Like I said, mostly for the sake of time and stuff, we will prioritize super chats uh, for this. Um, and, uh, and, and, but then we'll break it up with the rest. And, and I do want to do one reminder here too, as far as super chatting goes, you know, for the most part, when we do these shows, I'm very, I'm not very often like, give us more money, but tonight half of the super chats are going to hope here who does animal fostering at her own expense. And it takes, it is very expensive. Uh, and so, and so, can uh, I drop you, her website? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, I mean, I foster with a lot of different animal rescue groups, but uh, the main one is SaveKoreanDogs.org, and their mission is to uh, go to meat farms in Korea that don't follow regulation. It's yeah. legal in lots of parts of Korea to still eat dog, but um, okay. they, they go to meat farms that don't follow regulation, like they're in really, really bad condition, and then they ship them out to the United States and Canada get, to get adopted out. And um, I'm part of the rehabilitation process, and I'm starting to become a dog trainer. Yeah. So uh, that's what they do. They send me dogs that are uh, very distressed and um, have PTSD, and I work with them to get them adopted. And if you're interested in adopting a meat trade dog, you can literally just check out their website, and they send them out to um, all international airports in the U.S. and Canada. So. Okay. Um, so here's a few questions. We're starting with the super chats here. Uh, uh, and, and I will read out the rest of the super chats at the end of the show, like I normally do. Uh, but right now I'm just going to be reading questions. Um, so Lydia Marie wrote, won't be able to watch live, but wanted to ask if y'all have any advice about explaining my demisexuality to family without reinforcing their ideas about how asexual people just need to find the right person. Um, that one's, yeah, that one's, that one's tough. If I can, if you want to take a moment to think of the answer, the number one thing I would say real quick here is join my Discord. It's free for everybody, but we have, there's a big LGBTQ plus community in there and you will undoubtedly find somebody else who's gone through what you are going through and who will be able to give you good advice. So having a community of people who understand what you're doing is definitely a big, big positive. Uh, but anyway, did you have anything you wanted to take with that? Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say this definitely from an asexual perspective versus a demisexual perspective, because that's the only perspective I got. But yeah, sure. <laughs> um, with me, uh, kind of explaining that to my mom, especially, and like my mom is the kind of lady that's like, I want to be a grandma and you need to have kids and you need yeah. to have a, you know, she's very into like hyper masculine guys that, you know, would probably right. only be interested in me to have sex with me <laughs> yeah but... so she she has a very uh skewed version of like what a normal healthy relationship is yeah um and explaining it to her what made it easier was talking about it from a biological perspective because a lot of people when you just say like i'm not interested sexually and then leave it at that they they don't get it because it's so far from their experience but when i talk about things like um this is what happens with my body because there's a disconnect somewhere and physically it doesn't feel the same for me because I think if you just like 
really focus on elaborating what your body's doing, it um, it helps get through to people. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, um, let's see here, checking if, uh, so one person asked, Hope, uh, thumbnail pick background has a Chicago flag. Are you from Chicago? <laughs> I am not from Chicago. Just uh, the person's apartment that I took that selfie in uh, was from Chicago. I am okay. from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York, Levittown, Long Island over here. Uh, me, I meant. Uh, let's see, very different worlds buffalo and levittown <laughs> not gonna lie very Buffalo is yeah it's like yeah. fake new york yeah. like midwest being put inside of new york state that's funny because <laughs> most people from long island would also say buffalo is fake new york um so <laughs> uh let's see um ba -ba 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 -ba, just checking out the uh some of the comments are funny okay uh so uh, thanks for so this one's not a question but saying to you thanks for sharing your thoughts and advocating for consensual erotica with personality and thanks for health, spreading healthy awareness both are so important which i definitely agree with just checking for more questions um uh, cassie wants you to know that you are beautiful on the inside and out and Mick Gay asks, what are your thoughts on yaoi anime? They tend to have a lot of sexual assault in them, which is problematic considering Japan's homophobia. I'll let you take that question first. I don't know if you ever consume yaoi. Um, not particularly yaoi, uh, although I'm a weeb and very familiar with that part of yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> sure. Um, that part of the culture. Uh, and not only does it, like looking away from even homophobia a lot of it deals with uh minors and yeah. uh i i think that's kind of pushing an unhealthy agenda right um right i i will say that as far as the most blatantly there is obviously again i'm not going to make a blanket statement and say that all hentai is bad but there is a huge amount because that culture that culture over there is so sexually unhealthy uh, that they just there just really is a lot of bad stuff that comes out of hentai uh, not just the child stuff normalizing rape and normalizing the concept of like if you just get them started without asking without any level of consent eventually they'll grow to enjoy what you're doing that to them so much that you'll get you'll get later consent that's still rape uh, 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 you were talking about the young, the, the, the adolescents that is often portrayed. I don't care if they gave you a loophole that, uh, she's a vampire. So she's actually 3000 years old. She's just stuck in her 12 year old body. That's still kitty porn. Like the, the, there are so many ways that they make this strange and, and they don't regulate it well that, um, it, it, it is a, it is a matter of, again, I'm, positive there are hentais that are fine there was one i used to watch with an ex that uh uh every few months not every few months but at least once a year i'll go back and find and it's just about this uh this island that uh this this group of people crashed on and they just start fucking all the time and they're like well we got nothing else to do so why don't we all just start fucking uh uh there's definitely 
hentai that's fine hopefully i don't know what the treatment of the actors in that situation is um uh, it's all voice acting so hopefully it's not i can imagine a casting couch situation though still happening so so still have the ethical considerations uh and and there really is generally you were asking specifically about yaoi but generally in that sort of hentai sphere there is just a lot that is very culturally uh, ingrained over there that is not good. <laughs> it is, is really bad. Yeah, I want to kind of build off that. It kind of extends to video games as well. Mm -hmm. I know we're particularly talking about Japan right there, but um, yeah. China has a lot of the same problems with um, very like conservative living and then very extreme porn. Right. And I... Uh, my old Chinese roommate um, consumed a lot of uh, like extreme hentai, and one of the video games he used to play was literally the entire objective was trying to uh, not wake up a girl while she was sleeping, but making her come in her sleep. Yeah. And if you like touched her too much at one given time, she would wake up, and then the game would like. And, right, um, you don't you don't want to get caught. Like the being caught made your made you lose. Which I because I, I I was just trying to differentiate between like I with my significant others. Uh, we've always had this conversation about like whether I I don't care if I'm in a sexual relationship with a person if they want to wake me up to bone and whatever method they want to use. But we have that conversation ahead of time. This isn't that case. You're talking about a game in which. The objective you literally is, just go up to a random girl and try yeah. to make her come in her sleep without waking her up. Exactly. And shortly after he started playing that video game, I had to file charges against him because he did the same thing to me. So gotcha. there's definitely yeah. like a direct correlation with consuming unhealthy types of adult content. And I mean, I'm not saying that everyone played that game, went out and did it afterwards, but um, it's it's not good to support those kind of games. Right. Right. No. Yeah, absolutely. That's important, even in fantasy. Yep. <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. And that's that's the thing. So when you talk about those kinds of sexual things like uh, uh, people who do they go after those fantasies and stuff and it's fine to be a sexual person. Obviously, you're on my channel. You must not have a problem with a sexual person because I am constantly talking about everyone. Take another shot. Jimmy's libido's back. Um <laughs> But the the uh, yeah, when you do have these things that are unhealthy and you have that psychological uh, thing that happens where you have the diminishing returns and each time you watch, it's a little bit not more and more not enough. And every culture has their own problems. It, this isn't me just trying to be like Japanese people are perverts and Chinese people are perverts. America has their own problems as well. Uh, right now, we seem to be going through some kind of incest epidemic. I don't understand that one. Uh, the, the the how that is becoming popular and it and it genuinely makes me worry about like people who you have that that diminishing return. People who are watching that and consuming that. And while a lot of the videos will try and like. That they'll be titled stepsister or step so-and-so, but no one actually says the word step in the videos. Yeah, there's a lot. Um... Yeah, and I think that's particularly dangerous because um, the people watching this kind of stuff aren't always over 18. You can click a button saying you're over 18, but there's no way to actually right. verify it. So you're getting people that are maybe 
11 or 12 years old and really confused and should probably be in therapy towards their feelings regarding their siblings. Uh, It's a time where like it can be confusing if um, a brother is seeing his sister undress and it's just a weird hormonal time for them. But they're the kinds of people also consuming this kind of content. So you can't just say that like um, people should have just control over themselves and they should be able to consume this content without... um, you know, actually right. letting it affect what their actions are. Because sure. a lot of a lot of the times, like kids watch this kind of stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna take. Let's take one from the regular chat, and then we'll jump back over to the super chats here. Uh, and I'm gonna reword your question a little bit here. Uh, and I just lost it, but I know what the general uh, question was. So they were asking about your attraction, and I think. They were, I, I think they were just using phrasing that, um, there it is. Yeah. Is, so they were asking if there's a certain gender you prefer more and can be attracted to romantically. Specifically, I think they're asking you, are you heteroromantic, panromantic, biromantic, homoromantic, um, in your, in your romantic attraction as your romantic attractions go? Yeah. Um, I'm pan. So <laughs> literally anything goes <laughs> as uh, far yeah. as romantic attraction. Uh, I don't really have a have a preference it definitely like i guess it depends on what environment i'm in because if i'm in a town like my hometown for example there's a lot of really like misogynistic guys that live there just because of the type of city it is Mm -hmm. uh then in that particular place i might be more attracted to like women or people that are non-binary um and like yeah, it really depends on the city I'm in. I, I travel all along the, the U.S. and the types of people definitely are dependent on like where they grew up. So. Sure. Um, so I'm going to get back into, but it was it. This came on the tail end of the other question, and someone uh, it was very generous super chat for fifty dollars. However, I want to talk about uh, the actual content of the message because. I get where you're coming from. You just are wrong. Uh, so Chaos Gamer wrote, I have no problem with kitty hentai. Better to give pedos stuff to beat their meat to rather than getting kids to beat their meat with. Uh, but they And they said they also want to uh, support the doggos, though. So here's the thing about it. Uh, I, 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 people have made that argument before, and they don't. I don't think realize why it doesn't work. And basically, one of... One thing they find every time that they uh, they go after these predators and these people who have assaulted children is tons of kitty porn. So whether that's kitty hentai or or live action kitty porn, that is something they consume first. There is something that happens with your brain. It's similar to, to lots of things we do all the time with with food and with cigarettes where you get it and and you can. Uh, bring things to excess and you can do things excessively and it's basically this concept of diminishing return it's fine you know it's enough for them the first time and but then it's a little bit less and then it's a little bit less and it's a little bit less and so it is literally you are putting giving people who have that attraction first of all i just feel terribly sorry for them uh the moment they act on it you're dead to me but if you hold that attraction i feel so bad for you because i don't even know what the solution is to your problem uh i i know people go to therapy and they try to work on it and everything i just feel so bad for you but saying give them materials for them to find some level of sexual satiation from that attraction 
is a bad idea because it does make it worse. The diminishing returns happen and it, it might be enough for them at first, but it becomes less and less and less and less. Uh, and so I, uh, I am not, I do have a problem. I know you've said you don't have a problem with kitty hentai, but that actually does not prove to be the case that it is not the case that that has helped anybody, um, helped anyone, uh, from, from having, from being a pedo, a pedophile or, or whatever else. Um, and, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually chime in here cause I think I have yeah. an interesting, uh, perspective uh, outside of me being in the industry. Um, my dad's also a registered sex offender. Uh, he's a rapist. I'll, he doesn't rape children, but <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to kind of like analyze this from being the perspective of his daughter. Like yeah. if he was consuming pornography that has um, rape or abuse in it, it kind of just pushes this agenda that normalizes that kind of behavior. Uh, versus if he was consuming content that was, uh, consensually made and, uh, discourages physical violence, uh, I think psychologically his act, his actions would be, um, would have been better. Right. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I see. I mean, and even with the, the, um, the story you told about your ex roommate, that was another one, the diminishing returns, the video game was probably exciting and enough for the first day, but it, it became worse and worse and it became more pressing. And then you were assaulted yeah. as a result and of that. I watched him play the video game. I, I yeah. know exactly what the game like looks like. And that yeah. like when he was playing it, he just seemed to be like laughing, like, Haha, this is just like a funny joke. Uh, and I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, yeah. I, I didn't think anything would result of it. I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't have been living with him if I thought he was a dangerous person or would have right. committed a crime like that. Right. Um, but, yeah. I, that's what it turns into. And yeah. when you're talking about, like, this existing, you're talking about that's being produced in some way by society. And for people who are going through things like that, it shouldn't be that like the attraction we shouldn't be trying to provide them sexual satiation we should be trying to normalize the concept of go to therapy and get help we should be providing them therapeutic resources i've, I've got like a yeah i definitely think shaming those people into a corner for them to like you know not talk about it with anyone isn't the solution right. Right. Isolation is often also going to lead to that festering and then that looking for the outlets that are going to things are going to escalate more and more and more. Um, returning, though, to the original the original topic here, Shanna, Shanna Vermillion asks, what are some pros or cons of being asexual in the industry? And thank you for doing this tonight. Love to your puppies. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, I'm definitely I'll talk about the positives first because they're the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, so uh, this is just with being an asexual person in general, but yeah. whenever someone asks me like, oh, you're missing out, you know, don't you wish you were a sexual person, yada, yada, yada. I'm just like, that sounds so stressful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like I'd be wasting so much time. Um, like people that have a high level. <laughs> can confirm yeah <laughs> yeah if, if you have a high libido and then like something comes up on your news feed and then you're like oh shit i gotta go to the oh i, I just i don't know if i'm allowed no, to swear on this demonetize you're allowed <laughs> to swear yeah no let's you can swear just fine um 
like, oh man, I got to go to the bathroom and like, you know, whip one out real quick. Like that sounds so stressful. And like, so I will, I will now speak from the other end of the spectrum being a very high libido. First of all, I will say I love my sexuality. I really do. It, but it actually is uh, uh, when you're on the other end, there's a middle ground that I think is like, is fine. I think most people can go through a, go through an entire day without some kind of sexual release. But some of us with this total other end of the spectrum cannot, we, we have to do something. And I will say like, uh, I can still maintain productivity if I am basically being going through periods of celibacy, um, and just sort of taking care of things the personal way. But when I am with a person whose libido matches my own and we are together, I, I do lose a lot of productivity. So I will say, <laughs> I think there are pros and cons. Um, it hasn't prevented me from doing this channel, for example. Uh, uh, but I could see there being a time period where like, because I have something planned with, uh, with somebody that maybe you get a few weeks of pre-recorded episodes because someone's coming to town kind of thing. Uh, that's, that's definitely, um, a, I, I will say, a, an extreme libido can interfere with productivity as, as is something I I've, I've had to battle with in the past is, and, and, and if at times had poor management skills with, however, I, I, I wouldn't want to like, I, I think both of us should love our sexualities. I, I, I get what you're saying though. Like you, it, it sounds really stressful and it definitely can be, uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it up for a thing. Right. And, and same, yeah. I've definitely been on dates with people that have like really high sex drives and you can just tell by like the end of the day, I'm just like, Oh, where do you, where do you want to go next? And they're just like the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. The kind of, uh, my dates start at the bedroom. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> do you want to come over? We'll, we'll knock one out and then maybe we'll go to dinner if we need to recharge before we knock another one out. Yeah. Those are my normal, <laughs> those are my kinds of, uh, my, my relationships. Another uh, positive thing about being uh, asexual and also being an adult content creator is that a lot of the content that I create isn't necessarily like pornographic. So I get to focus a lot of my attention on um, getting my audience to get to know me as a person more than sure. a sexual uh, yeah. figure. So instead of just putting out solely videos where I'm, you know, hypersexual or like acting, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I'm also putting out tons of content that I want people to know about me. Sure. They like might've come for the boobs or whatever, but, um, it makes it my own personal mission since I'm not just focused on the sexual aspect of it to, yeah. um, deliver other messages that I have as a human. Right. Well, and I mean, that's, I, that's, that's why you're on the show here. Like, I came for the boobs. I stayed for the dogs. I love the, I love, I love what you do for your puppies and your, and, and just reminded anybody else who's considering super chatting half of tonight's super chats are going to hope to, to help with her fostering and her rescue. So, so give people give till it hurts or at least give until it's mildly less convenient than, <laughs> I don't know what, what's the line here? Like give in place of eating out once i don't know give instead of giving to the mormon church that would be good um <laughs> let's see here's one from the audience hope do you think that being asexual makes it easier in front of the camera since you don't get aroused 
easier in front of the camera. I that's that's an interesting question. I've never gotten that one before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it makes my content uh, a lot different than what other content creators produce because since I'm not a sexual person, I'm not looking at it from a sexual perspective. Like the the video of the tax papers, me throwing it around. Um, instead of doing something, I'm not trying to look sexy in the stuff that I make. I'm not trying yeah. to, you know be hot i'm just trying to be myself and i think that being asexual definitely helps with that uh it makes my content very unique uh a lot of people don't often see the the stuff that i make because it's a lot more um everyday stuff so instead of like a masturbation video where like my vagina's all out and i'm trying to be all hot and moving my bodies in ways that seem appealing sometimes i'm literally just goofing around and happen to be naked so uh, I yeah. think it gives me a lot more um, flexibility in the content that I create because I'm not trying to be sexy. Yeah. It would have been so cool if you could have tracked like the links from the, the, the performance of links on like, I feel like if you could go look, you'd see a big spike on the one of, of you on tax day last year. Like <laughs> this many people went and found that. Um, Let's see. If you Google here. hopeless so frantic in taxes, I'm sure it'll be the first thing that comes up. It'll be up quick. Or it'll be April fifteenth on Reddit, right? Well, I guess you probably you probably filed early, right? Most people I file early. But yeah. Yeah, okay. but if you type in hopeless so frantic in taxes, it's the first link. Very cool. Um, let's see. I know someone who's discovering her sexuality. I think she might be asexual and wanted to know hope has come to her sexuality in that regard. I I got, the reason I slowed down is because I got confused because we call hopeless, so frantic hope all night. So I was like, wait, got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good, good. Be supportive of your friend. That's amazing. There's not a question I think, in there. I thought there was, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm really glad that I get to talk about this kind of topic in my platform because uh, I think it's like 1% of people are asexual, which means that if there are thousands and thousands and thousands of adult content creators, then there's going to be hundreds of people that yeah. are asexual. And a lot of them don't talk about it because it can damage your platform. Like people might not right. want to subscribe to your content if they, you know, if they know you're asexual and don't want to actually have sex with them. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> ever since, um, I, I think it's got to be even higher than that, too. Like, I think 1% has got to be based on old numbers at this point because it's been like uh, there was such for such a long time. There was obviously the culture of like being queer of in any way is wrong. And so a lot of people just didn't admit to it. And even after that's become more socially acceptable and people have been like, OK, yeah, that's fine. You can be gay. We're not going to freak out about it. Uh, even once that is once that became better, I still feel like on the other side of it for a long time, I think people still feel like I st pressure to identify with some sexuality. Uh, and, and so it seems like as people have become more and more accepting, just just the fact that I know so many asexual people at this point and I am just one person, uh, uh, it, it makes me think that it has to be a larger number than 1%. Right. And I think this ties into what uh, one of the people super chatted earlier saying that um, they were wondering how to like come out to their family as demisexual because yeah. they were worried about like the, um, the way their family would react. A lot of people feel pressured to identify with a certain sexuality. Um, and it, society does tell them like, Oh, you just haven't found the right person yet. But right. Um, 
I'm sorry, what was the, the statement that that person just made in the super chat, the one you were just reading? Uh, the, the, about their friend having hope because they're trying to discover their sexuality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my, my point I was getting at is I'm glad I get to use this platform to kind of talk about something like this because uh, a lot of people, especially when you talk about things like 40-year-old virgins, uh, and especially men, they have this pressure that they have to have, you know, be hypersexual right. and, uh, you know, have to get laid all the time. And that's really unhealthy for asexual men to have that pressure like, from their yeah. buddies out drinking, like, oh, I'll hook you up with this chick. Right, right, <laughs> um, right, yeah. I've had In- a, a couple people tell me that, um, like thanking me for kind of talking about it because they know how to support their friend in a better way and not to kind of put that pressure on them. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. That's great. Um, let's go to uh, Wet Rydia wrote, when should an asexual tell someone they are dating that they are asexual? I fear I seem uninterested in them when it's not just sex. That's so complicated. Uh, I don't think there's one answer to it, but... Hope, if you've got one, go for it. Well, with uh, my particular experience, I and it's hard because when you're, you know, a young spring chicken in their yeah. early 20s with big boobs, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, they view my body and think for some reason, big boobs equals super sexual. Right. So a lot of people that go on dates with me, are trying to fuck me like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie when they see me on tinder they're uh they're just like looking at my body and think i'm there to fuck because i happen to have big boobs big boobs does not equal want to fuck <laughs> yeah sure sure <laughs> um, sure but um yeah so whenever i'm on a first date with someone i'm always very upfront with saying that i'm a asexual upfront because if i'm if I want to have a serious relationship with them, there has to be some kind of compromise. I'm not saying that like as an asexual, you have to have sex with them. And I'm not saying that asexuals shouldn't have sex with people because it really depends on what kind of relationship you're looking to have. And opening that discussion is the most important part. People ask like, how do I have relationships if I'm asexual? And it's all about communication. Um, So being upfront from the get-go or whenever, whenever you can is important. And I think if, if like, you're halfway through a relationship uh, and trying to figure out how to communicate with their partner, um, you should show your partner educational videos about asexuality uh, to kind of open their mind up to it. And the most important thing I can say, and this is kind of heartbreaking to say, but if they're not interested in you anymore for being asexual, you kind of just have to accept that and move on because you can't force somebody to try to compromise something that they can't. If it's, really important to them then it's like one of those things it's heartbreaking when you find your perfect couple but if they like don't want to have kids and you super want to have kids like you just kind of have to find somebody else um and i i think it's like that with asexuality too you can't expect someone that's really hypersexual to want to compromise right no yeah i understand and i i know that there is uh it's kind of like one of those things too where it's so complicated because you have people who are asexual and uh then there might be a person who's like well romantically i'm still so into you so i want to go for this anyway but let's just be polyamorous and i know that there are people who are asexual who themselves don't want to be polyamorous 
and feel compelled to almost into the like, well, I'm not giving this to you, so I have to. And and I kind of agree with you on the like, you have to figure out your compatibility. And as much as it might hurt if you're not compatible, you just have to wait for somebody you are compatible with. Um, because you shouldn't be, I, that's not me giving a dig on polyamory in any way. People who are polyamorous, great. But if you're being compelled to be polyamorous against your will, then you're probably not, or against what you prefer, you're probably not in the relationship you should be in. Right. It's, it's unfair of your partner to, um, if your partner expected you or like pressured you to be a sexual person when you're not, it's just as unfair to say you can't be a sexual person because I'm asexual. Right. Right. Yeah. In both directions. In fact, I I have a friend who, um, uh, was, uh, until recently in a couple where, um, she very sexual wants to have sex, but was just in love with this person that she's been in an on and again and off again relationship with over the years. Uh, and the last time they got together, um, her significant other had come out since then as being asexual and then it became almost like a weaponized like no we can't and you can't be with anyone else and you have to respect it and if you're even flirty with me in that way i'm going to be hostile and so it was just a bad situation so in the way that both that that way seems unfair the other direction to me also seems unfair like both ways not an ideal situation don't pressure people to be in situations they don't want that 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 it's not even necessarily want because they might temporarily want, but things that aren't healthy aim for good communication, open communication and a healthy relationship. Right. And again, I think that's very similar to people being a really great match for each other, but not agreeing yeah. on whether or not they have kids. Like it's a huge decision. Yeah. And your sexual life is also a huge part of a relationship, whether or not you have a sexual life. Yeah. Um, so just finding someone that you're compatible with on that level is just as important as finding someone where you can agree if you want kids or not. I think that is the perfect metaphor you came up with. Yeah. With the kids thing. I think that's perfect. Uh, let's see. Let's see for another question. Uh, hope it's ace that you inform so many people about what you do. Keep being inspiring, inspiring people. Give the dog extra belly scratches for me. That's from pop one E. <laughs> and then, um, Let's see. And Wellington Smith. Oh, okay. About, they were just saying about the hentai, good explanation of why it's bad. And again, I'm not saying hentai is inherently bad, but there's a, just a ton of bad hentai. Um, Andrea Batella wrote, what are your guys' opinion on hentai where both partners are teenagers or young adults within the same age range? As long as teenager, you mean 18, 19. I don't care. As long as everybody's an adult. I, I, I think I am most often attracted to people who look within about five years of me, five years younger or five years older. Um, obviously, I, I, not everybody looks is that actual age range, but... Um, actually to tell you the truth, the older side of me is probably more like 10 or 15 years, but I don't know. I've just, it's just getting older. I don't know. It's, it's something like that. So, uh, uh, as long as everybody's an adult, I don't care. I don't care what, um, so if by teenager you mean like nine, uh, 17 or no, not 17, 18, 19, fine. Uh, but not, um, I, I don't want any, I, I don't like the ones where they're like trying to flirt with it either, where it's like, do you really know if they're underage or not? Like, Can you give me the yeah, there's, there's a lot that's uh, problematic there. What do you think? Uh, I think it depends on the person consuming the material, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I can see why 
teen is a popular category and porn because a lot of people watching it aren't 18. They lie. Yeah. <laughs> so that's if true. you're, you know, if you're in middle school, just experimenting. Oh, sorry, putting the charger in my computer. Yeah. <laughs> if you're um you know, if you're 13 or 14 and experimenting with your sexuality and trying to find porn on the internet, you probably don't want to masturbate to someone that is 27 years old, you know? Sure. Sure. That just reminds me too, like what a nightmare. And sometimes I think about this and you know, when you like go, you think back on a memory and it like builds in your chest and you're like, Oh my God, like, Oh, that could have been so terrible. That reminds me of like, when I was younger and I was looking for porn at like, I'm probably like 14 years old at this point, And I'm looking for porn of people my age, not understanding. Cause again, I'm in Mormonism at this point. Uh, I, I, I'm so sexually oppressed. I'm obviously attracted to people my age. And so I'm typing in searches that will hopefully get that back. And I just think back like, cause if you did that today, presumably somebody would arrive at your door from the FBI or something like, we got hits that people are looking up kitty porn here and that would have just been like the biggest problem would have been i would have denied it to the end of time which might have gotten my dad arrested <laughs> like i don't know the with the way they sexually shame there so yeah i just i i th- what a nightmare that is that at 14 i was looking for other 14 year olds and luckily failing at it and figuring out why i was failing at it later but <laughs> was such a naive child. To tell you the truth, I might have even been younger than that. I might have only been 12 or 13 looking for for people my age. So, yeah, what a nightmare. But, yeah, everyone should be an adult. Uh, All porn should be adults. That doesn't, that controversial opinion here, but all porn should be uh, not that controversial. Uh, Sour Froggable says, asexual here. I'd love to have a long-term relationship. What is your thoughts on a long-term relationship when sex is often a huge deal in one. I'll let you take it first. Um, I guess this would definitely depend on what you want for yourself as far as if you're willing to compromise at all. Yeah. And uh, I don't say that as in like you should or you shouldn't compromise. Um, like it's just for some people it works and for some people it doesn't. Like for me, I don't mind compromising. I'm glad to make my partner happy sexually. Uh, it just can't be like a very regular thing. Like a lot of people my age have sex, you know, if, if they're living together five times a week, three to five times a week. I definitely I think, don't do it that I often. Think, <laughs> I think the average is only once or twice a week. Uh, now, if I'm living oh, with my partner, <laughs> yeah, if I'm living with my partner, it's it's five times is by, by, by lunchtime. But anyway... <laughs> The, uh, uh, yeah, but anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your point. Yeah, no, um, I guess I just have a lot of hypersexual friends. <laughs> Could be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you get my point, though. Like, um, I, I think it's about either finding someone else that um, is has the same sexuality as you. So, you know, asexual people often date other asexual people, but there is significantly less of us, so it's kind of makes your dating pool a lot smaller. Um, or you can, you know, find someone where you can agree on some kind of, I don't want to call it a sex schedule, but it's basically what it is like saying, like, you know, uh, I, I think I'd be comfortable with uh, doing it this many times. So if they're hypersexual and you're not kind of meeting somewhere in the middle and finding yeah. a partner that's willing to, 
work something out with you. It's definitely possible because I've had relationships with both kind of situations. Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. And then uh, Megan said, very interesting chat. Here's some treat money for the doggos. Uh, Jamie says definitely better way to spend money than giving it to a church. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shanna says, thank you for time. Let's uh, I'm actually going to, going to run cause we're kind of coming to where we need to close out anyway. So I'm going to refresh here. I'm going to go back to the bottom of the list and read the super chats that I didn't read out. Um, uh, that weren't questions so far. And so if anybody has any last minute questions, now would be the time to throw those in there. Uh, uh, cause we will, we're going to end out with just whatever super chats are left there at the end here. And just reminder that your super chats aren't just going to Jimmy tonight and 30% to YouTube, but not just to, not just to Jimmy, but also to hope to help with them doggos. So, uh, help with them doggos. Why don't you? Um, and Lydia, uh, Lydia had even said about her um, super chat asking about coming out as demisexual for and and the people talking about just finding the right person. Uh, she then clarified, had a better explanation, but character limits suck. Have a great stream. Can't wait to watch the archive video tonight. Well, Lydia, I hope it's everything you wanted and more. Uh, Mia Sorry, said, <laughs> No. Oh, <laughs> this is my this is this like. That's my brand is rambling and going down like <laughs> other other roads. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Mia said, I won't be able to watch the stream live tonight, but I wanted to give one more late Valentine to everybody's boyfriend. Much love. That's the joke on the channel that I'm everybody's boyfriend. Everyone. <laughs> absolutely everyone. Yeah, I basically have the same joke on my own platform for obvious reason. The yeah. internet girlfriend. <laughs> you're everyone's girlfriend so here you have today's everybody's girlfriend and everybody's boyfriend and we'll just have to finish that out because there's there we'll have some more uh, uh some more variety to the everyone's significant others on the show at, at a later date i don't think luxander wants to be everyone's non-binary significant other but i could be wrong uh <laughs> Savannah J, maybe atheism today as a suggestion for the name of the show. So I'm going to stick with the modern day uh, thing on there, but uh, I appreciate the suggestion. Uh, Angie says, hope you're feeling better. Love your content. I am feeling much better, um, though I'm getting a little bit of dry mouth again, a little bit of uh, a dry throat. So we will end this soon. That we had a there was a whole thing. I'll tell you another time about it. I hope uh, existential bed bread tribute to the land father. Praise be the great anus phantom whom saved us from credulity. That's another inside joke with the channel. Um, uh, I'm almost Adam, scared to watch your other videos. <laughs> yeah, I, there's just the there was uh, this concept of like God exists because someone said that the God existed, and so I was like, well, I'm going to tell you there's a, a phantom up my ass, and so now uh, there's the <laughs> there's the great ass phantom that people pay tributes to. Uh, Adam Balfour wrote, "Hi, ethereal sky daddy. I am the material, the non-ethereal sky daddy, but that's okay. I still love you, Adam." Uh, Unlucky Pox wrote, "Totally growing my hair." just to copy your rant bun hope do you want to do uh you just you just dried your hair you don't have to do a rant bun with me i, don't. I actually i just cut my hair so i don't have i don't think i have enough for a rant bun i mean i was i was bunning that i was bunning that far back i gotta tell you i've been i've been bunning since the moment i could bun um, i could do like a ponytail but i don't think i could do a bun well what is a bun if not you just take the ponytail and you just loop it over your finger right i think i think that. it would work i think it would you keep you I'll, I'll keep reading yeah hell yeah we got <laughs> we have the hashtag rant bun 
Hashtag hopeless so frantic. Tweet it out, y'all. <laughs> Uh, Jules 2.0 I loves all the puppies I love I loves all the puppies too um, Mystic Mind Analysis says I'm a naturist naturalist and an animal lover hope appeals to me in both camps enjoying nudity without explicit sexual content is so underappreciated keep up the good work I agree there's also like these amazing boudoir photographers out there that are just phenomenal that do really really good work too but I come from the photography world so of course I'm going to mention that um, I adopted a cat, a rescue cat today. Keep up the good work. Both of you. Thank you. I'm really sorry that I'm not reading these as Stewie, everyone. My voice is kind of throw source. I have kind of a sore, my voice is dry. I'll do, I'll do at least a couple here. Let's see. Um, I didn't know you could do a Stewie imitation. You never told okay. me about this. Okay. Let's, oh my let's, God. let's try and, let's try and switch into Stewie for a moment here. So I've never liked sexuality without intimacy. Both are needed for me. I'm so glad that there are producers in the adult industry promoting intimacy. Bless you, hopeless so frantic. That's from oh Wellington my. Smith. Wait, one, one second. Brad, get over here. Oh, no. Oh, we're putting me on the spot, has, are we? Yeah, he has to listen to this. <laughs> Listen, listen to a Stewie impersonation. <laughs> I will, uh, I'll just keep reading the super chats here. Saber Mate wrote, I've got a gallon of milk stuck up my bum. Uh, oh my. I don't know how to say this. I will see who goes, who's your daddy for the dogs and for Stewie voice? <laughs> Cassie Hall wrote, <laughs> Cassie Hall wrote, you are beautiful on the inside and out hope. Oh, I actually had already read that one. Yeah, I hope. Oh you're my gosh, you you are Seth. <laughs> Brad, Brad, would you like to come over sometime? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to come over and we can uh, we can have some pies? You know, you know, pie tastes better with Cool Whip. Oh my gosh, that is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I invited him over for pie with Cool Whip. Do you like poo- Cool Whip? Um, <laughs> cool Whip. Say that. Say whip, whip. Say or say cool, whip. cool. Say whip, whip. Now say cool whip, cool whip. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got that one. We got that one. Laney face wrote. <laughs> I heard a story today about a guy ejaculating on his girlfriend's back and yelling "expecto patronum." LOL. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Not my patronus, but. Whatever. I'm, I imagine mine would be. What would your Patronus be? You think? Do you know? Um, not, not come on my back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think mine would probably be a German Shepherd, like my, my like my puppy dog Sammy. Um, let's see. Poppy wrote, "Hope it's Ace that you and oh, we we already did that one. They were just saying, uh, give it, give the dog the extra belly scratches." Um. Megan Williams said, this has been a very interesting chat. Here's some treat money for the doggos. Jamie wrote, definitely a better way to spend my money than giving it to any church. Shanna Vermillion. Oh, we, and that one was in there too. And I loved it too. Shanna Vermillion. Thank you for talking to us tonight. Hopeless as a sex repulsed ace. I find people who work in the adult industry. Fascinating. Uh, Twilight wrote, would sky daddy do only fans if new weed support? I don't know what that means. Only fans. Is that an adult? website maybe i think it appeals to like everyone 
Okay. I'm thinking about opening uh, a Cameo account because I was talking to Jesus Christ today and he thought that was a good idea. So I might do Cameo. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know how explicit the things I'd be willing to say on Cameo would be. Um, let's see. Uh, and, and Cameo is not remotely, it's not like an adult sex site. It's basically just a place where uh, you pay whatever the person's price is. And they, they, so some people will be like, and there's, they're like Andy Dick's on there. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other celebrities that I saw on there. That was crazy. Oh, Tom Felton's on there for $444. You can tell him to say like, happy birthday to your sister or something. And and they just recorded on their phone. He, his price so is really high. That's what Tom Felton's up to today. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's what Tom Felton's, that's all that's left. Um, I mean, if, if I had $400 and I was 12 again, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, <laughs> Let's see, uh, that one we got, Megan Williams, oh, that we got that one, Jamie, we got, Shanna, we got, Twilord, okay, Cassie Hall left a heart, thank you, Cassie, Max SH said, this is all I can afford, but I love dogs, thank you so much, that's so kind of you, uh, Ale Alexis Bloom, Bloom wrote, recent atheist convert, can you make a video about how to tell people in the church that you're leaving, especially parents, love your channel, uh, so first of all, you are a recent religion deconvert because you don't really convert to atheism atheism is a null position you don't it's a lack of belief i'm not trying to like be the jerk who corrects you i just that's uh, atheist convert is the kind of thing you're the terminology you're usually going to hear from the opposition not from like atheism atheism means you lack the belief as opposed to having the only thing all atheists have in common is uh, a lack of belief we go to hell yeah, that is that we all go to hell. Yeah, we're all going to hell. Um, but uh, yes, uh, so there are videos coming down the road. There are ones that, so most of the videos you all see, I make the same day, but there are videos that I do more planning and scripting on to make sure that I cover things a little bit uh, more thoroughly. And those are definitely those kinds of videos. Uh, a few random things wrote, half for my boyfriend, half for the doggos. I donate 10% of all my sales in Etsy shop to a local honeybee conservation. The world would be lost without both of them. That is amazing. That is definitely a way better tithing than Mormonism. Um, so what happened to the pansexual cauldron merch you promised? Yeah, I caught the end of the stream and some for the doggos. Okay, but I promise some kind of new merch in like every video. Anytime I say anything that I think is kind of funny, I go, oh, we're doing that merch. So, however, the merch I am really proud of because I actually designed this one myself, even though it's like a really simple design, but it was taking the girl defined, like not logo, but the words girl defined, and then it's crossed out the girl and there's the word go over it. And then we crossed out the D and then we added yourself so that we took girl to find and after it it says go to find yourself and I'm really proud of that one I felt really good about it and that is now available in the merch shop so just something that's not say something have you ever seen the video Malk I have never seen the vid what I have no idea what that is do you know what Malk is I have no idea what that could even potentially mean no idea um and then uh Awashi said, dance please, ah uh, see, oh, ah uh, see we, it's Plains Cree. Ah uh, see we is how to say it apparently, ah uh, see we. Um, you can see me dance on my Instagram. I dance on there. I can, you want a little head action? Is this what you were looking for? Is this what you wanted? Uh, so... 
I think unless there's any other, uh, I think that's where we're going to leave it off for tonight. I want to thank you all so much. I will have the links out to the, um, to the, the, uh, podcast version of this here in a couple of days, but I will let hope have the last words, let you know where you can find her and whether or not she will ever be back. Or if I, she just hated every moment of this, uh, <laughs> she will, she'll get to tell you. Uh, yeah, there, there was kind of like one last thing that I, I told myself yeah. I wanted to mention during the stream, but I didn't. For sure. Um, one of the very often questions I get is like, why do I make adult content if I'm asexual? Yeah. And I did talk about that a little bit when talking about uh, wanting to be a more personable figure and fighting the industry in that kind of sense. But I never mentioned that. Uh, I have an analogy that I use that often helps clarify it for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, me being sexual and feeling sexy, although I'm asexual is kind of like, you know, when you have a girlfriend going for like a girl's night out and she gets all dressed up in her heels and she like looks super hot, you're not going with her, but she's like, she's going out with her girls. And even though she looks super hot, that doesn't mean she want to get, she wants to get fucked by everyone at the bar. She's yeah. like not looking to have sex, but she still wants to feel sexy. Yeah. And have that sense of pride. That's kind of similar to like what I'm doing. I don't want to have sex, although I'm making sexy content, but I still yeah. like feeling sexy. Yeah, absolutely. I love um, that. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, and with that, that was, I think everything I had to say. And uh, if you guys have any questions more specifically about asexuality or like you're watching this later on when we're not live and had questions about it, you can always ask me on Reddit. And I also have an AMA on Reddit where I answer tons of questions about this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, those are my links below. And the only thing that isn't listed is Reddit. And, no, and you, it is, yeah. it's in the description. It's just not on this thing. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like little shortcuts to put it in people's mind, but there's a link to uh, Twitter, Patreon, Reddit, Instagram, and Snapchat down below in the description box. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> Any last words? Let me, and let me say too, before, before you give your last words. Uh, uh, so once you give yours, we will switch to an end screen. Just don't leave right away. Uh, we'll, we'll leave that up for about 30 seconds and then I'll cut the stream. People will be able to hear you. So confess your deepest, darkest sins. Uh, but just letting you know, not to, not to exit out or anything. We'll, uh, we'll just leave the thing up and then, uh, and then you'll be able to see me. No one else will get to see the after show, but, um, <laughs> It's, uh, I'm going to send the link to that, that secret Pornhub video. Not really. Would never, uh, I don't need that making its way back up. Oh, Brittany Morgan actually with the last moment snapped or super chat wrote, there are lots of good, there are lots of kinds of ACE too, from sex positive who enjoy it without feeling attracted to sex repulsed who are self-explanatory. Yep. That's a good point to make. Really good. Yep. Really good. All right. Last words too. Yeah. Thank you. Some ASMR. <laughs> well, very good. I'm Jimmy Snow. Mr. Atheist wasn't my father. I should have fade out music here. I don't. <laughs> it should be like don't 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 I'm just making my own fade out music. They can still hear. It. Let's. I'm well, dancing, it. but they can't see me at this point. But do 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 <laughs> that was like a like a um uh uh what are those things called that they do in hawaii you go to the luau oh, you're doing like a luau yeah. dance yeah 
Yeah, I'm very bad at dancing. I'm glad they they aren't seeing this right now. <laughs> We're cutting in three, two, one. <laughs> Shit.